All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice. Well, hey there, Galpaw Nation. Welcome to the Sports Galpaw Podcast, where I help you understand what the sports fans in your life scream at the TV during a game. I'm your host, Ramona Wright. You can connect with me on Twitter at Sports Galpaw and, of course, on SportsGalpaw.com. And Galpaw Nation, do I have a treat for you? So I have featured many athletes on my show. I have featured coaches. Um, but this one is really special. So Adeline Gray, she's a three-time world champion in women's freestyle wrestling. She's the first American to win a junior, a university, and a senior world championship. And it's ridiculously exciting to have her on. So Adeline, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, and let's talk about that. World champion. That means nobody in the world is better than you. That's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, it's a pretty awesome platform to be on for sure. Just the ability to say that on that day I showed up and I was the best in the world. So not that many people can say that. No, the best in the world. It's incredible. So I like to start a lot of my interviews the same way. How did you get into sports? Sports in general, my my parents were very athletic, and and when I was a hyper little kid, they were like, okay, all of this energy needs to go somewhere, so they threw me into anything and everything that, uh, like, organized sports would take me um, just to burn off some of that energy just so I would sleep at night, so um, that was probably my first introduction was just my parents being like, ah, so much hyperness in one child, and so they're like, go run and keep running, (laughs) and so I just did year-round sports from a very young age and, and fell in love with it. So but why wrestling? Wrestling was the one that stuck. I mean, because you're now in your early 20s and you are wrestling at a very high level where it's a full-time job for you and you are training all the time and um, it is your life and it's your passion. What was it about this sport in particular that said, yep, this is wrestling, this is where I belong? Yeah, I started when I was six years old. So the the fun story is my dad's youngest of seven boys, and um, he had four daughters. And so he didn't really understand dance or gymnastics, which is exactly what we were getting put into at the time. And so he got me into wrestling and my other sister into wrestling, and and we just kind of fell in love with it. And it was something fun that we got to hang out with my dad and and you know wrestle the boys and play a bunch of games. And wrestling's so much fun when you're a little kid. It's a it's a bunch of games just about learning how to be athletic and learning how to go and do fun, you know, silly exercises essentially is what it's doing, but it's teaching you some technique on how to build strength in certain positions so you can begin to wrestle. So it's it really was just fun. I mean, if you would have told me that I would have become a professional athlete in the sport, you know, years later, I, I probably would have just laughed at you, but it's, here I am, you know, 15 years later and and still doing something that I love and still having fun doing those fun little exercises and, and still getting stronger in those positions. What does the typical day look like for you? Because I know that you just in September finished world championships and you did phenomenally well there, obviously, because you're now another three times world champion. But, you know, I know you took probably a little bit of a break um, and then you're right back into training. What does a typical day look like for you? So I live at the Olympic Training Center, which is the main training center um, in um, the United States. So there's three training centers, but I live in the one in Colorado Springs. And we describe, we call it OTC, 
Um, and I've lived here for seven years now. I live in a dorm and it's, uh, I call it like my, my little triangle because I kind of walk down to the, the wrestling room and I wrestle and then I come up to the cafeteria and then I walk like just over a couple floors up to my bedroom and then keep doing that triangle all week long. And so we have two practices a day, pretty standard, um, five to six days a week, usually on like Wednesdays. Uh, my coach always likes to tell us it's only one practice, but it's like one really long session, which is the same as having two shorter sessions. So it's really the same amount of time. It's just whether or not you have an afternoon off or spend your entire morning getting tired. So um, Mondays, uh, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we'll have a lifting session. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays are heavier on the wrestling mat. So we'll have two mat sessions on those days. And it's just women, like you're not competing with men at all. It's it's not a co-ed event. Like I think a lot of people are confused about that. Correct, yeah. So once you get out of high school, so I, I wrestled the boys all the way through like elementary school and middle school and into high school. And then once you get into college, you compete on a women's program. So we have um, college teams that you can compete against other women's college teams. And we wrestle freestyle, which is different than what the men wrestle in college. The men are still wrestling folk style or collegiate style wrestling. And so the women um, actually are a little more successful earlier when they get into that international stage because the Olympic style of wrestling is, is freestyle. And so we have a little bit shorter transition. So it's essentially, I, I always describe it as like swimming. If you for your entire life have been swimming freestyle and then all of a sudden they were like, okay, you're going to do backstroke. You're still in the pool you're still using your upper body strength. You're still doing all those things, but the rules are a little bit different and you're using different muscles and, and there's different technique to it. And that's essentially the difference between like folk style and freestyle. And so the women compete just against girls and we compete in freestyle. And so I compete as a professional athlete on the Olympic level against other females from around the world. And so that is uh, where I where I train and and we do cross train with some males so we'll bring in some high school boys to to wrestle with us um and it's awesome I mean I grew up wrestling the boys and and they're the best in the world at sports I mean they're bigger and stronger and faster than a lot of females and and to have that kind of strength and that kind of excellence of of perfection coming into your room and you get better when you wrestle people who are better than you so it's a a tool that we utilize but but not excessively it is there's a time and a place because women do feel different on the mat. They have more flexible hips, more flexible shoulders, and so certain moves feel different when you wrestle a male versus a female. So I, I train mostly with females, but then use males in certain um, just drills and, and aspects in my training to, to try to get stronger and a little faster in those areas. And your coach, Terry Steiner, was actually on my show several months ago, right before the World Championships, and he was telling me his story was fascinating how you know he wasn't sure he wanted to coach women and now he loves coaching women what's the relationship like between you and him you know terry and i have a, a really awesome relationship i've been with him for i guess eight years now i mean he um i started coming to camps when i was 14 at the Olympic training center and now he's been my primary coach for for going on eight years and it's just uh pretty great that i've been able to grow as an athlete and as a person like under his kind of rain because he's been such a successful coach. I mean, he has had countless world medals and a handful of, of Olympic medals and just really taken women's wrestling to a new height. I mean, we owe so much of the growth in women's wrestling and, and in the, just our, our world of winning medals as team USA for the women's wrestling side of it to him. I mean, he is just such a great technician and has 
fully believes in what we're doing. And it's a, it's a difficult thing because a lot of the girls, including myself, come from different programs that, yes, we were supported in our little niche. But outside of that, there's still those whispers of like, what is a girl doing on the mat? Like, she shouldn't even be here. Like, what is she doing? And, and all of these discrimination things. And it just, you know, it, it makes you question whether or not you should be on the mat. And for him to come in with, with that authority and the, and the accreditations that he has and flat out tell us that we deserve to be here makes us believe and, and reaffirm that we deserve to be on the mat and that we have to fight for that every day. And, and just the fact that, that we're out there working hard and, and he fully believes in that that idea and that just dream that we are allowed to have um, is, is truly special. I find that the wrestling community as a whole, and I'm, and when we're talking wrestling, we're not talking about the um, pyrotechnics of the WWE, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking <laughs> about, you know, Olympic style freestyle wrestling, you know, um, I find that the fans of this sport are particularly passionate. It's a very um, concentrated group of people. And that whenever I put anything out there about wrestling, particularly women's wrestling, like people just absorb it. Um, you know, do you think you get the t- attention that you guys would do? And is that because the sport is still so small or is it because you guys are women? Uh, I don't really know the answer to that one. I, I think that there are definitely people who are getting excited about the sport. And I think the best uh, transition I think that I can, can tell you is the fact that people who are having daughters, I think they didn't really believe in women's sports fully, but all of a sudden they see their daughters growing up and they realize that they're strong and athletic and, and have the ability to do something special with their bodies and, and really go out there and dedicate their skills and their assets to, to be able to be successful at a sport. And all of a sudden these fathers are looking at their daughters being like, well, why can't she have the same opportunities to have an education? And, and why can't I sit in the corner? Cause my dad's now been to six world championships and, and as a father who only has four girls for him to be robbed of that opportunity is, is kind of sad because he didn't have boys. And just to have those fathers now look at those women and say, these women should have the same opportunities that the boys should have, have kind of really helped that transition and push women forward because those, those men are supporting us and they believe in us and, and shout out to all those dads that, that have daughters and and maybe who don't have daughters who still believe in that dream and that idea. And, and I think that's kind of why women's wrestling is picking up so much in the United States right now is it's one of the fastest growing sports and, it's just there's a lot of opportunities out there for women in this sport, and it's such a great sport. And because of that passion that we have with the people who support it, I, why can't it be for the, for the opposite gender? I mean, it's just going to double the amount of people and double the amount of passion that we can have on the mat. Yeah, don't discount a girl um, wrestler. I, it's funny, as you were talking about that, I, I recalled I have um, two children myself, and it was funny, I found a video of them, uh, when they were, my daughter ha- had to have been like two. My son happened to be three, and for whatever reason, they were fighting over something, and she just took him and like yanked him down. I mean, he was like twice her size, <laughs> no problem. She's like, no, and she like throws him down, and I'm like, wow, don't mess with the Addison, um, you know. And that and that's what it is. Like, you know, I feel like you know, don't underestimate just because she's a girl is it, no reason to underestimate her athletic skill. Because right now, I would put you against any male that's about your same size or even a little bit bigger and you could take him i totally think you could so actually it's really funny uh jordan burroughs is the olympic champion who's at my weight class he's it's one kilo difference which is two pounds difference and um 
I, I would lose to him. I mean, it, it's great to say I love the theory of it. And I, I beat a lot of boys in high school and growing up when I was a kid, but I wasn't at that muscle maturity where we're, we had fully, you know, been developed. And, and so it's, it's an awesome story. I would love to train with Jordan Burroughs and just have that chance to go out there and wrestle a match with him, but, but he would beat me. And it's, there are just differences in strengths and size when it comes to, to males and females. I mean, he looks like a much bigger person than I do when you stand us next to each other. And so uh, I, I love the confidence that you have in me and I appreciate that, but I, I am a world champion with females who step on the mat with me at my weight division. But when it comes to the opposite sex, I mean, there is definitely a time and a place that we can wrestle each other and get better from wrestling each other. But, but I would not be able to beat that caliber of athlete and, and just males in general. Like typically uh, when we bring the boys in to, to train with us, um, I'll wrestle somebody who's like 20 to 25 pounds less than me. And that's about where that, that strength difference is, is equivalent. And so we're closing that gap. I I've seen it just in, in the last like 10 years of, of my wrestling that, the women are getting closer and they're getting stronger and they're having the ability to keep training so that we can keep close. But that gap by no means is, is, is closed yet and, and will never will be boys are a little stronger and a little bigger, but we still have other assets that make us able to go out there and compete and shouldn't be robbed of that opportunity to go out because we are a little bit strong or not as, not as big. And speaking of competing, you are training right now for Rio to qualify and to get there. And, and is that your singular focus right now? Yes. Uh, so the Olympics are this coming year, and I cannot wait. So it, luckily the uh, rules are that because I won the past world championships, I'm in the finals of the Olympic trials. So right now the goal is to stay healthy. Um, so as long as I'm healthy, I am going to make an Olympic team and get buckled down and train and and then uh, move on to, to winning my first Olympic world title. So I'm really excited about it. I'm just looking forward to the opportunity to go out and represent the United States and, and just show the world what I can do. I, I think people can really have an appreciation for this wonderful sport, and it can be exciting, and, and just the ability to just see females go out there and compete in a combat sport is, is fun. I, it really is. Um, I think it can be a, a fun spectator sport. So I look forward to getting a, a good following and people getting behind me for the Olympic Games. Your coach is telling me that um, other countries are actually a little bit more advanced because they've, you know, um, either adopt wet wrestling at a younger age or they support it more um, than the United States, which I know as Americans, we're like, what? We're not the best at something. Um, and he was explaining that to me. Who right now, like which countries are you, um, or are you not even thinking about that yet? You're just like, let me just stay healthy. Let me get to Rio and then I'll worry about who I'm facing. Uh, no, I mean, the, it's pretty clear in, in the women's wrestling world um, who's the top countries, and, and Japan sticks out. I mean, they're, they're a solid head and shoulders above everybody else, and, and they have figured out something. We, we are not sure what it is. I hope it's a special sauce that they can just sprinkle on our toes or something because they just are so dominant at what they do and have a legacy. They, at the past Olympics, have sent their number two girl, and she won the Olympics. And it's, like, a little disheartening as an American who trains so hard to dominate in the world and then to have, like, essentially the B-team girls still win the Olympic title. Um, luckily, they don't grow the, the Japanese girls to my size. I'm, I'm actually the heavyweight for women's wrestling, and so that's 75 kilos. So the, the heavier divisions don't have as strong as of Japanese girls as um, – as some of the lighter weights, but the lighter weight girls are 
I mean, they're essentially unstoppable. It's crazy to look at just their legacies that they are creating and, and just see the, the culture there's kind of, of excellence they're kind of creating in, in their, in their teams and in their national governing bodies and everything. So it's a, uh, Definitely not very fun to see by any means when we're up against them, but it is pretty special to see that there is that talent out there and there are women who are really pushing the boundaries as far as how great we can be in sports. And um, it's uh, pretty awesome that, that there are those people out there. Where else can you go with this as a career? So, you know, you with any athlete you can only do and I know you're I'm going to bring it up you're a Denver Broncos fan um you know and yeah and Peyton Manning of course is a very famous quarterback that's probably maybe his last year and we've seen that what happens when the athlete declines and eventually at some point your body won't be able to keep up with the training or won't be able to keep up the competition where else can you go with this career um, so there are coaching options. You can go in and uh, become a college coach for a women's program or an assistant coach at, at a men's program. My sister is a high school coach and she has a normal like career and then coaches the boys wrestling team in Denver. And um, so there are coaching options kind of similar to what other wrestling is, but this is kind of the pinnacle of my sport. Once you make the Olympic team and train for world championships and win world championships, that's kind of the top tier. So, so after that, um, I'm finishing up my degree here in a couple months, and so I hopefully will be able to use that degree in something, and I have aspirations to get married and, and have children. So all of those life goals are definitely in the future, and um, I know I want wrestling to always be a part of my life, but I just don't know quite what that looks like after after kind of this squad or maybe the next squad. I think it's okay you don't know. Like, seriously, like just on Rio. <laughs> Bring home a gold. Bring home a gold. Yeah. Uh, I- yeah, that's that's really all I want because I'm a selfish American. I want us to win all the gold medals. Yay! <laughs> you know, is that so wrong? I don't think it's wrong. I'm just like USA, USA, USA. Um, Adeline, one more thing. I, we were talking about this off air before I started the broadcast, but um, I, getting prepared for you to come on, I was listening to a lot of you. You are like the gr- gr- woman that, especially like wrestling podcasts and interviewers, love to interview. I could not tell you the amount of times, and and you made a joke about it but how many of them ask things like you know what's your dating like like or you know like you were saying like you know how is it like a slumber party with the other girls on your team and I just couldn't help but notice it's like they never ask male athletes those questions they never ask them like so how do you find dates or you know hey like a big like a big fraternity house in the the Olympic village like they don't ask those questions to men and I wanted to get your thoughts Mm. on that yeah, I think it's really interesting when you have people who are still trying to put you in that box as far as, okay, you're a girl, so we're going to put you in this little girl box. And so uh, I, it's really about pushing those boundaries. And there's been so many movements recently just about redefining how women can be seen and redefining how strong and powerful women can really be in this world. And and I have luckily found somebody who really supports me and what I'm doing. And, and my boyfriend is a wonderful man who really believes in just what I am doing and and fully believes in women, which is really awesome too. Just the fact that, I mean, he, he understands that women should have the same opportunities that men should have on the mat and, and in all sports. And so it's, it's awesome just that I have found that kind of niche and, and just as far as people finding that box and trying to still put you in it. I mean, I'm a professional athlete and we are in an individual sport that's a very competitive sport. And so it's hard to be best friends with other girls in my weight class. And, 
And I just think it's funny when people ask, like, it would, it would never be a question that, that one of the other guys gets asked about if they're really good friends with their number two competitor, their number three competitor and, and other people on their teams. I'm friends with the smaller girls on my team. That happens. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as uh, how our relationships work, it's, it's hard to, to be really good friends with somebody who could potentially be taking your Olympic team spot in a dream that you've been working for for over 10 years. And so those are challenging things. I think people need to start seeing female professional athletes in that light that they can be competitive and they can have grit to them and power and strength and, and not be put into that little box of, of femininity that they, they have to see. And so I think it's just about kind of opening that up to, the fact that I can be strong, powerful, and, and still be a girl, but not have the traditional girl aspects of a slumber party with my teammates, because this is a very competitive world that we're trying to do something special. Winning Olympic gold medal is not easy, and it's a task that makes it so you have to work hard every single day. So it's just a matter of, of getting that done. So hear that, male journalists and podcasters, it's not cheerleading camp. <laughs> it's not. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, it's one thing, yes, are you probably cordial to your teammates and polite and, you know, good sportsmanlike? Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like your competitor, and that's an opponent that says, you know what, I would rather you take your spot, and you got to take her down when it comes down to mm-hmm. it. I mean, that's there's no time for slumber party. Yeah. You're right. Yes. Anyway, Adeline, if people want to know more about you or follow you, you've got a great social media following. Like, I love your Instagram feed and and seeing all kind of the backstage pictures and things like that. You just um, had some great um, headshots, I thought. By the way, you looked fantastic. Um, Thank you. An artist by the name of Mitchell Gray out in New York does those, and he also does the Bodies in Motion um, campaign, and it's, it's fantastic. It's so much fun getting glammed up and then also having to do the wrestling um, side of it. So people kind of get to see both sides of, of a, a full female athlete. Again, strong is beautiful folks. And it's okay. So yeah, <laughs> um, make sure, but yeah, you can follow her. Um, she has her own website, AdelineGray.com. Um, um, your, what's your Twitter handle and your Instagram handle so people can follow Adeline you? Gray 12 is my Instagram. So yeah, Adeline Gray 12 and those headshots will be up there soon. So I'm going to po- be posting more of them in the next couple of days. So I'd love if people checked them out and have some cool throws on there. And then, um, yes, my website, AdelineGray.com. So you can get t-shirts. My little slogan's gray to gold. So my last name is gray and having that transition to gold is going to be real fun coming into Rio and, and just having the world championships. This third title is pretty, pretty amazing. And just riding that, that wind of being undefeated going into the Olympics for two years straight is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, I think it's terrific, and I'm super excited, and I will be cheering you on. So, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and you can find all the links to her, U.S. Women's Wrestling, on my show notes at blogtalkradio.com forward slash sportsgalpod, of course, and sportsgalpod.com. And thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast, and be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.